0: well my first my first musical influences were um funny enough the doors um the doors and and j s bach um in but simultaneously because those were what um what my my dad listened to uh well actually my dad used to play the the piano in the chapel at home and um and and he also liked the doors very much and i can see why because um the Ray Manzarek, um is very sort of similar to to the Doors, and I could I could very much I I could very much see or very much hear the um, influences, and also it, it, it would have been very interesting to hear Ray Manzarek play Bach. I'm sure he did. Um, it's it's uh, it, it it went went very much hand in hand. I would imagine, and um, so those are my very, very earliest ones. But so a lot of classical influences, for sure.
1: And, and when did you start um, making your own music? When, when did you start playing and singing?
0: When did I st- I started playing a piano when I was really, really tiny. Um, so again, I would be, I would play the preludes. Um, and um, so the first one, you know, the well-tempered clavier, So I'd start with, you know, number, number one, probably didn't see. And then the the next one, I'm a bit out of practice now, but I, 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 um, I started doing piano lessons when I was fairly, fairly, I suppose about four or five years old. And then I, I, I got pretty good. And then, and then I had a terrible accident with my hand because I was in the, the garden with my brother and we were having a terrible fight. And, um, I had my, my um my hand in the lawnmower and he switched it on. So there we go. I almost lost my finger. But it also it also made my um my piano not very I mean, I couldn't play for about a year or two. So it never it was never really the same again after that. But I did start. I was I was always a singer, um, which was you know you don't. Th- th- thank God I have had any accidents with my voice yet. But anyway, um, so um, I it, it sort of took over from from piano from, for me as being the instrument of choice.
1: And and what kind what t- kind of age was that?
0: Uh, when I when I stopped playing, well I, I I did carry on playing the piano, but I just it, it just it. it, it Strangely, my my left hand and my right hand became it, it, it sort of because I I I had to do things with you know I had to I had to switch hands as it were, and I've always been slightly ambidextrous. Um, I I kind of I did I did I did start again I suppose I suppose the accident was when I was eight or nine. And then I kind of went on, but I, you know I did theory I did. Um, I did music lessons and I, and I, um, I I I carried on at school um, playing the piano and playing a bit of guitar, but I wasn't I didn't really I I, I find that quite difficult because I I I visualized the keyboard more than I visualise guitars, um, and um, so you know it was then it was grade the grades of theory and all of all of that so that that was that was really quite intense um, and then um, which was fantastic for me was I was at a I was at one of those boarding schools in England where they they weren't particularly enamored of people from kind of my background or I I don't know I had a I had a bit of a rough time at school but the people that were nice to me were um the, the, the in particular were the music teachers and they realized that I had some sort of um talent so I was I was sent to have special lessons in Oxford and um and they kind of they they kind of saved me actually and 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 in fact music saved me all the way through because it, it was a kind of it was a secret escape that I could I could go to when when everything else was pretty dark and pretty awful in my life um it was it was a it was an it was a place where I could imagine um order and and a, a different a different path for myself. I didn't, you know. Um, again, I mean, it, it's difficult for anybody to really understand this, but it 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 wasn't really. It's not that it's not my, my that my family ever thought that it was it was wasn't a path, but it was. Um, I think probably teachers and my peers, uh, probably, you know, they they thought of me as being something else than I was. I mean, if you can understand that. So I had I had to. Um, I had to kind of battle against teachers and my peer group but I wasn't particularly into ponies or you know point to points or hunting or anything like that I was sort of more of an artist always was so I mean and um, I grew up in a pretty bohemian sort of household where you know it, 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 you know, it was filled with art and, and music and, and, and laughter. Um, but school wasn't really about that at all. It was about being tortured. <laughs> so anyway.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it was a, a strange, uh, you know, a slightly difficult time at school. And yeah, it was terrible. So, but but what, was like everybody else at the school, at school into ponies and point-to-points and things like that? It, was that the problem?
0: Well, I did, well, I didn't really get in, in, involved in any of that, but I didn't really understand what anybody was talking about. I mean, I really, it wasn't. Um, it, it, you know, I didn't really fit in with with the other girls, and I didn't certainly didn't fit in with the teachers because they had a, some sort of idea of 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 the British aristocracy. I mean, whatever that means, and um, and sort of also um, they had a. A, a, a very strong opinion of of things that were sort of beyond my control. I mean, you can't really you can't really um, help what family you're born into or the politics your your forebears may have may or or may have may have espoused. So, there was a lot of kind of there was a lot of labelling that went on. So, I mean, if you're an 11 year old child and you're suddenly being sort of you know you suddenly have to wake up to the fact that they, they these people have got these opinions about you. It's kind of you become, I became pretty withdrawn, I would say, and and I and for, for me, you, you know, music was my escape, and and I um, I suppose I became a bit of a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it's, it's it's all good. I mean, it's it's it, it, it you, you know makes you very creative. It makes you very um. I never really thought that I would be able to. Sort of overcome I was told pretty early on that because I, I wanted to go into session music. um uh, i I remember to, I, talking to a friend when I was about sixteen, I said I wanted to become a session singer, and they said well i'm not sure whether you know someone from your background again you know your background uh, would really be accepted in that world and 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 that was that was really a um that was a problem in England i mean I suppose in america it's 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 much more um you know People are much more open to that, but if you come from a certain sort of background in England, and I'm not, and I'm not saying you know, poor me or anything. It's, it's, but it, that's just how it was. Um, so I feel very, very blessed that, you know, um, that later on in my life, you know, I went through lots of different things. Um, you, you know, I went through the visual world, and I went through um, so many things on that side that I was able to then re- re-find my Purpose, I I would say, um, as a musician, for, through a through a series of um, kind of, it, it seemed haphazard and it seemed like it it was it was completely sort of unexpected. But now I realise that it was absolutely expected and it was it was where I was supposed to be right from the very beginning. And that was, you know, because it's strange. I had a kind of, I had a. Um, I had a vision when I was about twenty. I was, you know, I I'd, I'd just had my first child, and I was, I, you know, was a, a new mother, and I, I was looking out of the window, and I, I, I suddenly I, I had this bizarre experience where I, I, I thought it came to me, and I saw myself as I am today, and do, doing music, and I thought, but this, this isn't possible. This is, this is not. This is not going to. This is not going to happen. But it has happened, and that's what's so strange. So so I would, I would say that you can, you can sometimes you can glimpse the future, and and I can remember seeing that very, you know, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I did get there. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it's it it seemed like an amazing story. um, That that, you know, you started producing and making these great albums. the first of which I think was Optimist in Black, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I mean the story goes, but but it would be kind of great to hear it from you in in more detail that it was David Bowie was kind of impressed with your music and and um, recommended or kind of put you in touch with Tony Visconti. Is, yeah, is that right? I mean, well, that, 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 it, it is. is.
0: I, I met I, ne- I met David um, in. Um, I met him in New York, and we 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 had we, we saw each other a few times, and he he had a great sense of humor, and and we we met um, during my time when I was doing FIT. I did a, a show of um, fashion, and he yeah, I became I became quite close to him and Iman, and um uh I we talked about music and stuff, but he didn't know that I did any music at that point. But he he asked me to um, uh, get him to, to, to be interviewed for the VNA show that he he had put together, which was really such an honor to do. And and I, I, I was, you know, I, I, I did that. But I, at the same time, I can't remember if that was before, if I'd already started the albums well what it was sort of almost at the same time but i was in ireland and i'd done i i would i was already sort of about six songs into optimist and i was working with a, an irish producer and i um realized it had become more than i'd set out to do because i'd i initially i was going to do a i know you I mean, you're, you're going to laugh but it was i was going to um Initially, it was um, a. Uh, I was going to record a Bob Dylan song in honor of my brother who had just died, and I, I was going to do it with a friend of mine who is a, a who is a is a, a bass guitarist who lives in Cádiz. who's a sort of hippie, and he is very very hard to pin down. And we sort of we'd made this date in Ireland, and I said, to, you know, you've got to be there on the third of September and we're going to do this. And, you know, I was there, he wasn't there. So I was sitting there with, with, with Pat. And, um, you know, one day turned into two days and I was getting more and more embarrassed. I thought, well, what am I going to do? I mean, I can't, uh, I I, I then sort of started making notes or, you know, coming up with tunes. And that's where the first Nonia Varna of Kolda, that was, that was the first song that I wrote and then it turned into Fatal Floor, then it turned into hitchhiking Then it turned but still, still Ian didn't turn up. Anyway, I always, I was always more of a kind of person that wanted to be with a band. Doing making music with one other person is fun, but it's much more fun when you've got real musicians. And I, I I did think that um, at some point, I, I I I called a friend and I said, do you have, because my, getting back to one of the, the first question you asked me, which was, um, you know, my earliest influences, one, one, one of them, huge, huge influence was um, Mark Bolan. And um, I would look at the, you know, start, as one did, or I hope people still do, I'd study the artwork, and I'd always look at the back of the, of, of the album, and it was uh, produced by Tony Visconti, and also you'd see that on the Man Who Sold the World, and, and it's it's such a sort of incredible name, Tony Visconti. And I'd sort of imagine this Italian account or I don't know some some sort of you know magical person, because it is a, it's a beautiful name, Tony Visconti. Uh, but all the all the albums that I I loved were seemed to be produced by him. And I had a friend called, I have a friend called Esther, who was, um, who was, uh, who went out with E Pop for a long time, who of course was a great friend of David's. And anyway, I said, I was driving to Dublin one day, and I said, do you by any chance know Tony Visconti? Because I couldn't find any, um, any, uh, any, uh, any contact. For him at all, I had no idea how to get in contact with him. So she said, "Yes, of course, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm I, I know Coco very well. Who of course, was you know, a friend of uh, who's David's great partner for, for years and years." Um, and uh, so she got in touch with Coco, and Coco told David, and David, David, sort of said, "You know, absolutely." So he, he, unbeknownst to me. Um, was the great initiator, and he i mean as and as tony was he he told me afterwards i mean because t- tony had absolutely no i mean and nor should he have known who i was at all i mean he just thought you know he um but he he wasn't he he was very much told to sort of you know give me a give me an interview and and i went i went for the interview and and um and the rest we, here we are, album three, and it's been such a an adventure. We've had such a great time.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's amazing. What, what he,
0: he was very much around during the first album, and he he, he you know, he would he would. He, Tony said to me, you know, do do you mind if David gets a cut every time, every day from the studio, and um, he he wants to make you know, he wants to go through the day's recordings. And I said, of course. So you know, he was he was very much in the background giving his notes and he'd come in and he would, you know, he would, you know, give me, give me advice or, you know, he would, it it was, and it was very, very useful because it was, it was, it was, it it would reaffirm kind of my gut feelings, actually. He, he, his, his advice, I mean, between him and Tony, but I mean, Tony is, I mean, he's, he's brilliant. He is, he is, Utterly, utterly brilliant. I mean, and having 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 David as well on the first album, that really was incredible.
1: That's that's so amazing. You know, uh, that's like f- figures oh. in rock and roll history. Uh,
0: it was. Yeah, leg-
1: legendary characters. So, what what a way to to kind of start making albums. It
0: uh, it was quite a way it it, so it, good. it it also it also was. It was, the, the, i also, it was, it was quite a lot of pressure, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, not, not pressure, because I mean, he, he, it was, it was so fantastic, but it was, you, you know, I, 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 I'd be so sort of blown away by the whole thing, but I thought, well, you know what, if it's good enough, if it's good enough for them, then it's, then it's good enough. I mean, it was really I was I was so humbled by the whole thing, and also I had Gail Ann Dorsey, who he, he, he'd um, who who was David's bass guitarist. Um, so he 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 made sure that she was the bass guitarist on the first album, and she was so great. I mean, really, I mean the 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 the, the, the band that that Tony and David put together were were, were were incredible, and I mean, you know, beyond anything I could. I've imagined when I sort of started out in, in my sort of humble humble way in, in Ireland in the middle of nowhere sort of you know anyway it 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 really was I mean and and it has I've just you know I've really gone with my instinct and gone with my gut feeling all, all the way along and 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 it's, and, and, he, and it's, it's been it's been a real education
1: yeah, I mean what what was it like in terms of the pressure to obviously you must have felt pretty confident in the sense that, you know, David um was prepared to vouch for you and, and introduce you to Tony and 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 they obviously Well know, I didn't know that
0: I didn't know it at the time. I didn't. I, I, I went
1: I... to the studio for that well,
0: I... I didn't know that he'd he'd put. I, I didn't know that he'd. I knew, uh, you know. I'd obviously I'd got in touch with Esther. What I'd, I I hadn't known was was was. Uh, I only, funnily enough, I only discovered about a year ago because Tony told me, and now now he talks about it. But he he didn't tell me how. How much pressure that he was. Well, he, not pressure, but he. But how much kind of like you know because he. he I could have been anybody. Really, I mean, you know, and I think David did take a big, big sort of, you know, he said, you know, you must, you must give her a chance and, um, and have a listen, don't, you know, don't, you know, let your preconceptions sort of get in the way, you know, this is good. And um, because, you know, Tony, Tony doesn't want to waste his time with, I mean, he gets a lot of requests. Yeah,
1: I can imagine that. So, and, and you must have known that when you went, went in. So, well, have. yeah,
0: I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> yeah, I really was. I thought, "Oh my god! I'm sitting with Tony Visconti, and here I am with my demos. What am I going to do?" Anyway, everything was fine because he's terrific, and and he understands. And, and and I had um, you know, I think he he, he he could see he could see what I wanted to achieve, and I um, you know, I want I, I wanted to learn. You know, uh, to 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 me, I mean, if. I I learn something with every time I go into the studio with with Tony and I you know it for, for me it's 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 not just it's it, it's a um it's it's a friendship and but it, it, you want to do better than you did before and you want to learn something and he is such a sort of a a, 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 a a well of wisdom. I mean, uh, there are so many kind of. There are, you, you know, you can ask him about anything musically, and he will. It just depends on the question you ask. You know, he he'll, he will take you on a on a on a on a on a journey through. You, you know, different sort of musical experiences, uh, and you, then you can sort of you can pull all, all of his experience out, and and then, you know, filter it through your own music. I mean, it's just it's it's, it. it I can't tell you what a wonderful experience it is working with him. It, it's it really is, it's it's wonderful. And and what is what's great is he he doesn't take. Um, how do I how do I put it? it, it it's not like because because his time is precious you don't want you know you don't want to sort of you don't want to waste it and so that there 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 is a pressure i mean you don't get more than about three takes so you have to you you have to get it right so that there there is there is quite a lot of pressure to get it right which sometimes you, you know that 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 is sometimes that that can be quite challenging but but i like a challenge it's great
1: yeah i mean it certainly seems like you relish a challenge but um the, the <laughs> latest your latest that album is, is revelations um and and I thought that sounded great was this recorded during during the lockdown
0: no it was recorded um it was conceived when was it conceived it was it was we'd actually finished it we finished it about about six months before lockdown, so it was mastered the July before. I did Revelations the video. Yep. Okay. So it was it was mastered in two thousand and nineteen. Um, we recorded it in two thousand and eighteen. I went straight from two. Th- uh, I went from right. st- straight from album two to album three. I didn't really give album two very much space. Um, I um. I. I sort of made a decision um, um, to, to I, 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 was, I, I, I was taking a sort of two-week break um, after after re- the release of Album 2 and I was um, in Italy, um, walking, doing a sort of magic mountain, I thought I was in a Thomas Mann novel or something, anyway I was gazing up the mountain and i suddenly um, had this revelation that I should do a disco record <laughs> so i called up Malcolm who is my um musical partner uh we write the songs together um from from album t- uh yeah sort of al- album two to album three Malcolm's been my um my uh, my my musical Musical partner on these t- these two albums, and um, I called him up and I said, "We've, you know, take a deep breath. I think we, I think, I, I think, I think we should explore the world of disco." And um, we called up, we called up Tony. <laughs> well, I called up Tony and I said, um, "Let's go back into the studio. But let's do it as fast as possible." So we started, I think, at the place where you. You've recorded the village in you in LA. Um, yeah. We went, yep. We. Um, I got Tony to fly out to Los Angeles uh, about three weeks later. We didn't have too much. We didn't have too much of the album sort of really demoed up, but we had enough, um, and I had some bits and pieces that I'd sort of concocted i had a i had a, i had a, especially one which was which was permission to dance which was in a in a kind of, it was in three part it was a i had three very sort of sketchy demos that were 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 not were not in any in any particular order and malcolm um managed to make that into something well i mean i i had an idea but the the, the, um, the way the way that it was the way the demos were 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 not in any kind of yeah no particular order and um we managed to he realized that we needed a a, not a, a middle eight but a middle 16th and that's what made it work that was the key to the whole that song which was kind of it was a breakthrough because that funnily enough i wrote that at the same time as Optimist, but obviously that was a very different kind of vibe to Optimist. So it wasn't. It wasn't something. Yes. You know, I, just before I went in to do the first album, I'd been that the August before I went into work with Tony, I'd been working in LA with a with a with another friend um, who was we just, just sort of doing sort of funk things. I mean, it was really kind of just just as a kind of just as a sort of, uh, you know, just to pass the time